Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at uh, Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Feel a weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Allentown. Yes, it would. But and I bet I bet Billy Joel would enjoy Allentown. And we're living here in Allentown. I always think of the, the Hangover 2 and the, uh, the, 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 the version of that song from that movie. Which one was that? It's the one where, uh, well, I can't say that my favorite lyric, but it's like, Phil got shot. We got beaten oh, yeah. by a monk. <laughs> uh, I got Mindy by a girl with a... Yeah, can't, <laughs> can't say all those words. Uh, wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And don't forget, when you support Strange Brew Coffeehouse, you are supporting the Bulldog Initiative. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I will be at College Corner this Thursday in Oxford, Mississippi, their newest location. But if you're a Bulldog fan that lives in Oxford, fret not. There'll be Mississippi State gear for you to pick out there. And if you can't find it there, well, then you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Or if you're in the Jackson area, they're original by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell. Everything maroon and white and red and blue. Sure. Mm. Why not? Maybe it's time for them to come to Starville. While I am at on the premises this Thursday, I plan to ask that very question. When are you coming to start? We're gonna get we're gonna make that happen. Don't you worry. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go for lunch, for dinner, for brunch when you want to have the best meal in town. This weekend, I know Restaurant Tyler is gonna be busy. If you haven't already, if you're looking for dinner Friday or Saturday night, I would have made a reservation already. But if you, if you, there may still be time. There may still be some slots available. Go to the website, eatlocalstartable.com. You can make your reservation there, and they will get you taken care of. For the best meal you're going to have this weekend, it's at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations to serve you in Central Mississippi. If you are in Central Mississippi, you're near a Priority One Bank location. Go to the website, priorityonebank.com, to find the one closest to you. Guys, Banking locally, it's just as important as eating and shopping locally because when you talk about doing business, you want to do business with the people you know. And when you're talking about maybe getting a loan for your house, for your car, for your small business, you want to talk to the people in your community. You don't want to talk to corporate people you've never met. It's just that simple and it's just that easy. 
So again, PriorityOneBank.com. Find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hope you folks today at as the clock st- struck twelve. Zach Arnett walked into his first press conference as Mississippi State's head football coach. First game week press conference. On time and ready to go and ready to talk football. So we had three years of it'll it'll start when it starts, and well, I'm gonna say what I say, and I think we were all better for that. But now we have the opposite of that. Now we have a man who is, you know. That was a tidy 14 minutes. I feel like I could play the whole press conference here uh, on this show. And, and yeah, Zach, the way that Zach Arnett's press conference went, and the way that Mike Leach's press conference went, different. We're complete polar opposites. From you know the fact that he kind of stayed on topic. He wanted to talk football, and you know Mike Leach was unapologetic in what he was. And I'm not. I'm not going to dare say anything bad about him but i did enjoy today at noon first of all at noon i love i love that time slot um right when it happened zach arnett popped in there and was the press conference was great i thought i thought we learned a lot um there was a lot of substance in there about the football team and stuff like that so i thought he was outstanding i did too and you know, I thought first off, and you tweeted uh, about this, and I, I feel like I should give uh, kudos as well. I, I thought that the the, the the setup of everything that the Mississippi State did today through media relations was outstanding. To have the players come in, and there was no, you know, you you we haven't done done this in a while with players, but it used to be like you know you'd have to wait, and they were just you know, they got there when they got there, and it was it was just annoying. They had five players ready to go. They just mm-hmm. followed each other one after another. We had Arnett, and then we had Will, and then we had Crumedy, and then we had Marcus Banks, and then we had Woody Marks, and then we have Jet Johnson. And we talked to all six of those people, five players and a coach, in 49 minutes. Yeah, one even I mean, an hour. That That's incredible. So really good job at Mississippi State. Brandon Langlois, Kelly Ship, uh, Travis Ray, all those guys. Great job getting everybody in and out. Love to see it. Want to keep? Let's keep that same. Let's not let that be the first week. You know, we're clean and we're we got great execution. That's got to be every week. All right, just as the football team does, so must you. They, yeah, they Arnett, executed a high level, Brandon. Exactly, Arnett, incredibly coach speaky, which you know I don't know why you would expect anything different, especially week one where you haven't played a game yet, where you haven't. Um, you haven't had any, you know, any performance to, to judge on your team other than practice. So, you know, a lot of cliches when he talks about how talented and scary Southeast Louisiana is. I mean, okay, sure. But I did find one thing interesting, and that's, you know, coaches with the depth charts, usually it's, it's just whatever, right? I think he actually paid attention to his depth chart. I think he actually has that thing lined up the way he wants it. And, and you know, a couple surprises. Um, it appears Dollar Bill Johnson will be, at least for the week one, the starting left tackle for Mississippi State. Hunter Washington, who we talked about winning a cornerback battle, has moved back to safety, and he's listed as a starting safety. Esaias Furge is that other cornerback. Uh, Deshaun Page is a guy we have not talked much about. We We did a whole show about guys we haven't talked much about, and Deshaun Page couldn't even make that show. 
and yet he's listed as the starting Sam linebacker. From the depth chart, any anything really stand out to you there? I think if you're if you're taking that as if you're taking the depth chart as gospel, which it could be, then it says that they're putting the best three linebackers on the field. And could be that, you know, they're putting the best uh five offensive linemen. I'm I'm not sure. I think and, and maybe this thing with the defensive backs too. I don't know. I I'm a little skeptical of the depth chart. I, I guess just because of all the years with Dan Mullen and then the coaches that followed and how it just was it got made out to be a joke. I I just I've since like two thousand and fourteen or fifteen or sometime around there, mm-hmm. I've just been very skeptical on depth charts that get put out by the university. Mm-hmm. I, but but you know I hear that Arnett made this depth chart himself. It wasn't like media relations making it out or whatever. Right. So I mean I I don't know. He could be you know he could be maneuvering, trying to get guys motivated. That that's a possibility, or it could legit be that's the group. But yeah, you're right. There there wasn't really. Um, I don't think there was really like a thought that. Deshaun Page was going to be like at the Sam, yeah. and that's not for me. I, I, I've been expecting him to be the number two guy over it, um, the Will or the Mike. Mm-hmm. But I, they could just be putting the best three out there. Who knows? Very possible. Very uh, another possible. one that that I mean, just it, I know we've talked about it a lot, but it continues to be a, just a massive surprise to me is Seth Davis at number two running back. Yeah. I'm just like I'm. I'm just. Sh- I'm shocked that at this point in his career, he's kind of emerged to that state. And that is that. Is that a good thing for Mississippi State, or are you looking at it and going, "Well, they brought in this transfer, Kevon Lee. He's not even on the three deep." You know, the the three running backs listed were Marks, Davis, and Simeon Price. I think it's a good thing. I, I think you know, for one, you know, Kevon Lee. Got here a little later. Mm-hmm. I know that he, you know, he played for Penn State the last three years, so it's not like you know he's new to college football, but he is new to this system and new to Mississippi State. So it's still, you know, Seth Davis has a little bit of an upper hand on him, or a, a leg up, I guess would be a better term there, um, on him in this offense. And I think it also says that you know the kid's good. If you have that many guys, he's the youngest guy on the on the roster at running back, and he's running second team at this point. So I, I you know, to me, it's a it's a good thing. I think. And of course, with with Kevon, there's been some talk that he's had some issues with ball security uh, this this fall fall, and, and and that's something you know Arnett didn't say. Though I guess he didn't say he talked about it a little bit, but he was asked, you know. What would make this week a success? And one of the things he said, you know, obviously beyond winning, is that there's some issues in this camp that they they feel like they've got to get, get cleaned up. And ball security for running backs has been one of them. From what I, you know, from what I've heard, Kevon Lee is one of the main culprits there. A guy they, you know, I mean, that's just that's just common sense, right? If the coaches don't trust you to not put the ball on the ground, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the field. Yeah, that's been something that Zach Arnett has publicly talked about. Like that that seems to be kind of a concern for him. He talked about it again today when when he was asked, you know, what do you want to see out of your team other than getting the win? 
And one of the things he was talking about was the ball security. Mm-hmm. And Jaquavius Marks mentioned how important it was this year to to have that ball security. So yeah, I mean that's if you're if you're not holding on the football, you're not gonna play. And that that includes Jaquavius Marks. If he struggles with fumbles, mm-hmm. they're gonna get somebody else in there that can do it. And I'm not saying he's one of the guys that's struggling, but I, I think that that's been, you know, there's been a greater emphasis on that this year, especially with them running the football as much as they're going to. There there have always been coaches, you know, and Dan Mullen we know was a big culprit of this of loyal to upperclassmen and and loath to make changes to guys, you know, no matter what happened. I, I don't get that vibe with Arnett. I get the feeling that he is a guy who's going to put the guys who perform week in and week out out there on the field. He's not going to be a guy who's like, well, he's a senior and you know he just he's just earned that spot. I, I don't feel like that's the case with Arnett. No, not at all. Uh, you know, that's that's a guy that is going to do whatever it takes to win. And that's same thing with Kevin Barbet. I mean, he and the players have mentioned it. The guys that are making the most plays are the ones that are going to get the ball in their hands. And I think that's a big reason why Seth Davis is listed as number two right now and that he's been talked about so much. You just see the playmaking ability, and it's so apparent that he's a different kind of guy that it's one of those deals where you you, you don't have a choice but to play him. Even if he's not, you know, at – the best that he's going to be in his career, he's still a guy that changes the game for you when he gets the ball in his hands. I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. So now that the uh, the, the you know first game week is out, and we, we we've talked to coaches and getting to talk to the players before the game, that's something new for us, right? I mean, especially on Monday, you know, it's one thing we've had a couple of days of practice and and you, you get out there. This is you know as fresh as we've ever gotten them. I thought. Will especially had an air of confidence, and it wasn't quiet confidence either. You know, Will is not a guy that I would you know would ever call arrogant by any means, but he fe- I, you can tell he's feeling himself a little bit going into this first week. I feel like he's really ready to you know to at least try, and I think he will. But to put a lot of uh, I don't think anybody in the SEC may have more haters than Will Rogers does, and a lot of them are in his own fan base. And I yeah. think he's really anxious to get out there and start proving people wrong. Well, he said it in in the um, in the interview. This is as confident as he's ever been mm-hmm. in an offense. I think that speaks volumes, does it not? I mean, this is a guy that's been tied to the air raid offense. Nobody believes that he can run anything else. For him to come out and say this is as confident as I've ever been. I think that tells you everything that you need to know. And hes I mean, it's been kind of building for him since we talked to him at SEC Media Days. He started talking about how confident he was getting the offense. And, you know, he was ha- he had kind of that, that you know, aura around him at SEC Media Days. Not, not quite cocky, but, you know, he had that sly smile to him and that whole feeling about him that he was ready to prove a lot of people wrong. And I really believe that, you know, that's coming for him. I think this is a a big year for him where he can tell people, I can run multiple offenses. I'm not an air raid guy. I'm not a system quarterback. I can do a lot of different things. And you do that this year and have a lot of success, you're in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I, I, I've been saying that for the past few months that, you know, 
the, the it's it's if he sheds the system quarterback label, if he shows that he can make those throws down the field, yeah, somebody's definitely going to look at him and go, okay, this is a guy who's completed seventy plus percent of his passes throughout his college career, and he's thrown three to four more times touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah, we'll spend a we'll spend a fourth fifth round pick on that kid. Sure, no problem. Um, anything else from the players today that stood out to you? Um. I don't think we really learned a whole lot. I I do think it, it kind of stood out to me, Cole Smith, like the – there's been so much said about Mississippi State's offensive line and how they're going to adjust. Mm-hmm. And I think you asked him about, you know, is, is it kind of like riding a bike, going back to run blocking? Yeah, I did. And that's – and, you know, he he agreed with that. You know, it's been it's been like – you know, finding that bicycle again, getting on it and taking a taking a run around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys, like he he made a point to say in that conversation, just how much he felt like it was their disadvantage to be pass blocking as often as they did. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because the defenses knew what was coming. Exactly. So that's why I just I you know I I just think people are are thinking a little too hard about what Mississippi State is doing on offense. To me, coming from a, a program in high school, most of these guys came from the state of Mississippi, and most of those offenses inside the state are run first, option, power, uh, read option, things like that. So you're you're just going back to your muscle memory and remembering how you did things in high school. And some of these guys have, have been in, you know, running offenses here. So I, I just think people are, are putting a little too much into that. I, I think these guys are going to be perfectly fine going going to this offense. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see Will Rock. I, I feel like – I feel like – that some of the negative predictions about negative is not the right word. Some of, some of the predictions about Mississippi State who have them in, in the bottom half or the bottom part of the SEC, I think that is kind of subtly people saying I don't believe in Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think that it because if you talk to people about Will Rogers, they're all, oh yeah, I love that kid, great leader, can't wait to see what he does this year. You know, got a big task in front of him. It's all positive, but then you vote his team like I think that's their way of saying I don't believe in this guy. I think he was a system quarterback. So, you know, he's got a lot to prove, but I think he can do it. So, should be interesting stuff. You know, uh, after uh, or this evening, it was it's Monday evening as we're recording. Uh, Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock both speak. So, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that on uh, on on uh, Thursday show about what they had to say uh, as we get closer to this game uh, with Southeastern Louisiana. Let's move on into the uh, SEC picks, our first picks of the year. Can't wait. Uh, And that's thanks to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Guys, it's just this simple. If you're cooking out, if you're firing up the grill, you want to put the best stuff on there. So don't waste your time. Go grab some great steaks, some ribeyes or strips. Go grab the best burgers you can find. Put a big brisket on the smoker or a tri-tip or, or something like that. That's what that's what your family wants. I'm trying to help you. Help me, guys. Help me help you by buying beef. Our Mississippi beef providers certainly agree with me. 15,000 of them doing nearly a half billion dollars a year in agribusiness in the Magnolia State. 
So help them out. Buy some beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. When you go to Two Brothers, you know it's a great time, and you know it's all no- you also know you're supporting a Bulldog Initiative business. So for great food, a great atmosphere, the Cotton District is always going to be rocking on the weekends, especially this weekend coming up with the first home game. Make it easy on yourself. If you want to have a good meal and a good time, head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business promises you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. 48 years is a long time to do anything, certainly to be in business. You can only do it when you take care of your customers. So if you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, call them back. Talk to the same people who made you the sale. No 1-800 number, no call center, no uh, out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people treating you like a neighbor. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, that's where your next polo or pullover is coming from. Guys, they have great styles, great selection, and most importantly, they have the logos, the ones that you want. No banner rim to worry about when you're at the Rogue. So if you haven't already, shop online at therogue.com, look through their, their selection, and then you can always head it over to the store in Jackson if you want that personal service, or you can just order online. And it's going to be the shirt that everybody's asking you, hey, where did you get that? You tell them, I got it at the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Last season, Robbie Falk got a free meal, courtesy of Brian Haydad. Why? Because he picked the games better than I did. I don't want to. I don't want to have to happen that have to happen again. I need to put. I need to even. And, the- and this year, we're we're going to make sure Restaurant Tyler is open. Yes. Because it was not that night. It was not. We were going to make sure. So, we had a good meal, but still. I understand. So, this is the rubber match as well, by the way. I won the first year, and you won the second year. So, this is this is the to go up 2-1. I hope That's, I hope it's not the, the rubber match, and that is the last one. I hope we're doing this for for 25 right. years to come. We got, we're, we're good to go. Don't you worry about that. All I right. So. Let, let's go through the games that we, we're probably going to agree on, and then there's quite a few of them. Uh, we'll both take Missouri to beat South Dakota. Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Kentucky to beat Ball State. Yeah, Kentucky. Arkansas. By the way, putrid first four or five games in that schedule. Oh, they they should be five and zero. Oh. They, they should absolutely start. The toughest game in their first five is against Florida. Yeah, and it's at home. And that and that's not a that, I don't think that's going to be a very good no. Florida team. So right. Arkansas to beat Western Carolina. Yes, the Catamounts is that is that who Western that Carolina is correct? Uh, Ole Miss that's to beat correct. Yes. All right. Auburn to beat UMass. Yes, although UMass did look good this past so, weekend. I made my annual uh, once a year sports bet today at the Golden Moon, mm-hmm. and, I, and I made a three team parlay. I took UMass plus 37 and a half. Okay. So we are cheering for Don Brown and the Minutemen. I mean, I feel – is that who their coach is now? Yeah, Don Brown, yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Got them fired up? I haven't haven't kept up with UMass since they lost uh, uh, Whipple. Was it Whipple that was there? Mark Whipple, yeah. 
Yeah. Who um, that receiver they had when they came here in 2017 who was really good? He played a few years in the NFL. White guy. Do you remember him? I remember what you're saying now. He was a good I player. That. I don't remember his name. Oh, I remember State playing them in, in Boston. Yeah, yeah. That, right, was, uh, that was bizarre. But, yeah. yeah, I think – I mean, they could easily cover that spread. Yeah. Well, 37? 42-7 covers. Yeah, they could easily yeah. cover that. I mean, there's right. with all the question marks that Auburn has. Yeah. Georgia yeah, over UT like Martin easy, yeah. feel like an easy choice for you? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, what's the what's the spread on that one? Uh, I don't think there was one. It was FCS. Same with yeah, they're just like eh. there's no spread on Ole Miss. There's no spread on Mississippi State. So, uh, Texas A&M defeats New Mexico. Sure. Yes. Uh, Vanderbilt over Alabama A&M. I don't know. All right, now. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna win that one big. And then Middle uh, Alabama over Middle Tennessee State. Yes. All right. So here's the ones that we're going to have to talk about just a touch. It starts Thursday night, Robbie. Uh, Florida at Utah. It is looking very likely that Cam Rising, the Utah quarterback, might not play in this one. But I have no faith in Florida whatsoever. So I'm going to get on the board here first and tell you I'm taking the Utes to win. The hell is it? Yeah. Last year, we both took Utah in that game. And they lost. I have a feeling that the you know the coming down to the south it was really muggy. I think mm-hmm. that had something to do with it. I think it's going to re- work in reverse this time. Plus, Utah is just the better team. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm you know I'm sticking with Utah again, even if even if uh, Cam Rising doesn't play. Okay. By the way, I feel like he's been there forever at this point. He is Doctor Cam Rising at this point. Yeah. All right. So nothing there. Uh, I think we'll both take Tennessee to beat Virginia, but it is a Power 5 game. It is a neutral site game. Uh, it's being played in Nashville at the, at the Titan Stadium. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the Volunteers here. I assume you will as well. Yeah. Okay. 11 a.m., man. I mean, I would be kind of yeah. mad if I was a Tennessee fan or or Virginia fan and took a neutral site mm-hmm. and it's 11 game. It's a, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be pumped about that, but it should be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saturday night, six thirty kickoff here in uh, in Mississippi. Number twenty one, North Carolina, and South Carolina. That game is in Charlotte, Woo! North Carolina. Yeah, when you say that the kickoff was at six thirty in Mississippi, you meant the time was six thirty. Yes. yes, the game is in Just North Carolina. Know. They're not playing North Carolina, South Carolina, and Jackson. What a what a sight that would be. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about this game a lot, but I want to get your opinion first. So you go first on this one. Yeah, you know, I've never really bought North Carolina since Mac Brown's been there. I, you know, people have talked about like they keep hyping them up. They're like kind of like the poor man's like A and M. Like they recruit well, so people are just waiting for them to explode, and they never really do. I, you know, I still don't trust them here. I think South Carolina's got a lot of. Um, juice in that program right now i'm gonna go south carolina in the upset all right here's the disagreement then because i've been thinking about this right so you know i have my little three-pronged thing if, if i'm not sure about a game right where's yes. the game being played who who has mm-hmm. the better coach who has the better quarterback well the game's at a neutral site so that's swash right mm-hmm. mac brown versus shane beamer i mean mac brown is the better coach right i'm not i'm not foolish am i well i don't know i i don't really i don't really tr- like 
I'm not sold on Mac Brown. I, you know, he. I mean, I'm more sold on. Mac he Brown. did. He obviously did accomplish some things at Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won a national championship. <laughs> You're about to so, say they won a national. Tyler Horkin's going to come find you, man. <laughs> but still, you know, a lot of those seasons too, like they recruited yeah, really well. There was at eh. Texas, yeah. And since but, he's been in North Carolina, what has he done? Well, I said th- I think he's been good at North Carolina, not great. Now he had one. He had a year a couple years ago where they where they underachieved, but they were good last year. The other side of this is Drake May could very well be the number one pick in the draft, even over yeah. Caleb Williams. They they he's have a they have a great Rattler. quarterback. They, uh, there's no doubt about it. So I'm um, gonna go with but North since Carolina. he, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at him since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Seven wins, eight wins, six wins, nine wins. They did win the the coastal um, division last year, yeah. but three bowl losses. I just I haven't I really mean, what seen has it ton. done though. I mean, Bieber. Well, he beat Clemson and Tennessee last year. Last year, they were great for two games, but that's it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, he's to me, he has already ex- exceeded expectations. He won seven games in year one, and nobody thought they were going to be any good. Agreed. Agreed. Last year, they were in the top twenty-five. They won eight games last year. I think that the recruiting, the recruiting right now that they have is is uh, has. Seen a major uptick. They have three top 100 players, so he hasn't done anything to prove that he's a bad coach at this point. All all I can say is it looks like his program's trending up. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I don't have a ton of faith in South Carolina this year, but I I do have an inkling that they could win this game. All right, I'm going North Carolina though. I just I feel like. I feel like that's fine. I like I like disagreements early. Yeah, yeah. So there, let's, there's let's one spice it early. up early. Right well, off the we bat. have a second one. Let's do it. Sunday night, the game of the week in Orlando, Florida, Florida State versus LSU. That's number five versus number or number eight versus number five, depending on the way I said it. Uh, I'll just tell you, Robbie. I've been saying for the last five months. I'll say it again. I put money on it on Monday. I'm taking the Seminoles to win this one. I think in Orlando, been, I've been beating this drum. You have been adamant. Been scheduled. Yeah. Florida State. You have been adamant. Now, look, I love LSU. I think they're going to win a lot of games this year, but they're not winning this one. Yeah, that's this is going to be a an interesting one. We, You know, one of us could be two games up after week one. Very possible. I, I'm I'm definitely going LSU. Um, you could you know, like I've been. Oh, we could lose in week one. It could be over. It could be. We got a long time to we get. Do, we do. But you know, I've been I've been as high on LSU as anybody in the media. I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. I just you, have you know twelve and zero. Nobody could be higher. I don't think T. Bob and Jacob are on LSU as you are. LSU has probably the most homer media on the entire earth. All right now. And yet they are not as homer as I am on them a bit. All right. Oh Robbie! Oh Robbie Falk down there. He done made that decision. He gonna back the Tigers. Yeah, All right. You want to play the Zydeco music? That's probably a bad idea. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. All right. So the games to watch for us here this week are the last two of the weekend: North Carolina, South Carolina, LSU, Florida State. Robbie and I disagree on both of those games. So. We'll see where it takes us. I, 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 first week intrigue. We very rarely have that. Let's see where it takes us. 
Looking forward spicing to Spicing it. it up quickly with some Zatarans. Yeah, we'll slap your mama. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. The questions are already coming in. Riley, Robbie fired off the tweet a couple hours ago, so we'll put that up, and uh, we'll be looking forward to your questions. Can't wait for them. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for some Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.